Welcome to the We Talk Health Podcast, the official podcast for West Tennessee Healthcare. Please be advised that this podcast is not intended to replace any medical advice. Always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing said in this podcast is intended to supersede or supplement the direction of your medical caretakers. If you have any questions, please reach out to us at wetalkhealthpodcast at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer any questions you may have. Welcome to another episode of We Talk Health. My name is Will Cashagro and I am in Dyersburg, Tennessee today at Sports Plus Dyersburg with Joe Beth Cook. She is a speech-language pathologist. Molly Moody, she's the clinical fellow of speech-language pathology. And Kathy Sudbury, who's the marketing manager of Sports Plus. How are y'all today? Doing good. Doing good. Good. Thanks for coming on. And today we're going to be talking about pediatric speech. So what exactly does that mean? What kind of services can you guys offer to people who live here in Dyersburg? With pediatric speech therapy, we serve children from birth until 18 years old. Okay. A variety of, of disorders, language and speech, and also swallowing. Okay. Sometimes we'll have babies that come in and they're not getting the nutrition they need. And so we'll assess and make our recommendations from there. So we serve a variety of children with disorders. And it's not just limited to Dyer County, correct? Correct. We serve Lake County, Dyer County, uh, Lauderdale County, Weekly, and O'Brien. It's a pretty big chunk of West Mm -hmm. Tennessee. Mm -hmm. That's great. The Northwest, yeah, Yeah. Northwest Tennessee. That's great. Mm -hmm. You mentioned swallow. Let's start with that one. How young have you seen a patient that may have come in here having swallow issues? And I'm assuming the pediatric physician has noticed it and that's an immediate thing to be sent to you guys. Is that correct? We have pediatricians who refer from their NICU follow-ups if they are a preterm infant. We have them also where they're six months in, you know, and their parents are like, something is not right. Mm -hmm. And they get a referral. We get a referral from the ENT or the pediatrician. So we serve pretty early on. Mm -hmm. So what is it that you actually can? I know there's a variety of different things on the swallowing, but Mm -hmm. give an example of what type of therapy you would be doing with that. I'm just trying to ease a mother's mind of, okay, I have a child that Mm -hmm. the doctor says there's a swallowing issue. How would y'all work with that patient to help ease that parent and help that patient? A lot of the babies that we see with follow-up, sometimes they will have reflux. And when we're assessing, we are looking at their speech mechanism. We're making sure everything is going down to their stomach, that nothing is going into their lungs because we want to prevent aspiration pneumonia. So when we get a referral from a doctor, we'll assess the baby and make sure too that they are getting the nutrients that they need and that they're growing developmentally appropriate. And so we do look at their swallowing function. We do also look at their oral motor how they're sucking, how they're breathing, that coordination. And we've had a few recently, a few babies to come in and the child is not gaining weight and mom is concerned. They keep throwing up. And so we do our best to modify their feeding equipment, their nutrition, their food intake, just to improve their their quality of life. 
We also include the parent with the treatment because it's very important that, you know, the treatment that we provide here also carries over to the home. Sure. Mm-hmm. So we have the parent in the therapy room mm-hmm. with us and teaching them positioning little therapy techniques. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of coaching. And, and with these parents, you know, we want to coach because there is more carryover. Um, so the parents are very involved with our treatment sessions. Mm-hmm. See, that is something a lot of people don't realize that swallowing and coaching is all part of speech. Because when you mm-hmm. think of speech, it's what's coming down my mouth. Yes, talking. we get that a lot. <laughs> so this is one reason why we're doing the podcast today is I want to make sure people understand that it's not terrifying when that physician tells you your baby is not thriving right. and swallowing correctly, right. that we have specialists right mm-hmm. here to handle that problem and help the family. And I love the fact that we at Sports Plus work with the parents mm-hmm. to make sure that they understand you're not alone mm-hmm. and that there are some ways to help this situation. Mm-hmm. Will, did you realize that swallowing was a part of speech therapy? I had no clue. You say you guys work with patients who have trouble swallowing. I am not clinical. I am a guy who knows how to push a button to record stuff. So when I hear you can coach someone to swallow differently than what they already do, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, well, if you swallow, it's just a a function of your body that happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't have control over it. Mm -hmm. So I guess my question is, how are you able to coach someone who is swallowing issues? And you're talking about infants, too. Right. When we're looking at at swallowing, a lot of times we'll get a swallow study first to see how exactly things are going down structurally. So we'll have an idea from that swallow study, they make their recommendations based on their diet, and they'll often say they will need speech therapy. What we do is we follow up with that, and so there are different positions that can improve that swallowing function. Sometimes they're just weak. Their Mm -hmm. muscles are weak. And so we'll do some exercises to strengthen those muscles okay. to improve that swallowing. Okay. If that makes Yeah, that, that makes yeah. Yeah. And if you have sense. any on the swallow study, that usually comes from the hospital that's been okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's more of a basically an X ray video of showing how they're swallowing and what muscles are being used and what's not being used and gotcha. how it's going down. So then yes. they take that report, watch it, study it, yes. and take the recommendations from the speech therapist from the hospital. Of yes. how to improve so it's in an outpatient setting versus keeping that infant in the hospital. Gotcha. Okay. Right. I never knew how that worked. That's, yeah. I'm, I'm, I know I'm not the only one. We, um, I mean, point. we work a lot with the speech pathologist at the hospital, mm-hmm. um, the doctors, the mm-hmm. ENTs. I mean, it, it mm-hmm. is a team yeah. effort. Yeah. And sure. then mm-hmm. sometimes we have infants who do better with a different nipple or a different bottle, mm-hmm. and their parents are just not aware of mm-hmm. the options that are out there. Maybe they need their oral motor skills are weak, so they need a smaller, slower flow nipple. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are things that we you know, can accommodate okay. as far mm-hmm. as treatment, too. Mm-hmm. So you're able to teach the parent mm-hmm. which type of bottle nipple mm-hmm. they need. Mm-hmm. And see, that's as a parent, years ago, same thing. My child come out of NICU. She was used to that little red soft nipple. And I was oh, like, yeah. holy cow, mm-hmm. that's not what I bought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had to retrain mm-hmm. myself as a parent. Yes. Right. So, right. So knowing that you guys are there to work with the parents and mm-hmm. help them figure that out, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, also, what other, like, diagnosis? We're talking about the infants, but also mm-hmm. swallow tests can go even 
longer mm-hmm. into a, you know, maybe t- toddlers because mm-hmm. pure fact they don't want to eat anymore mm-hmm. or they're, they're we, picky eaters as we call mm-hmm. them. We do provide therapy for our picky eaters and they're, it's more of a sensory base. And so it's, it's a lot like play therapy. We play with our food. We're more comfortable and letting them know that it's okay with all the textures, temperatures. But we also work with picky eaters as well. When you said picky, we all think picky, but really and truly, it's really more of a texture a lot of times mm-hmm. with some of your... It's, it's more a, sensory mm-hmm. based than a behavior. We have you know, there are children out there who it's more of a behavior of I'm not eating that, where mm-hmm. you have other children who are truly picky eaters who sensory wise, maybe it's a wet texture. Their body just does not know how to process it. So therefore, they just refuse to eat that. So how do you take that one that's only going to want to eat like chicken nuggets and something that may be softer or gooey or cold that mm-hmm. they, that sensory they do not mm-hmm. like? How do you how do you teach a child to change that? I know it's in the behavioral of working with these. Give an example, maybe how there, to do that. There is a lot of steps to feeding. It's not just picking something up and putting it in your mouth. First, we have to see if the child is okay for the food to be in the room when they see it, the smell of it. Wow. I um, thought of so that. it it breaks it down, and and what we do, we present it and we play with it. And so we'll see, okay, you know, can you give it a kiss? You know, kiss it goodbye. Now it's on their lips. You know, do we do we see any gagging or they're turning their head away? They don't want to touch it. it. It's really breaking it down before it even gets inside their mouth. Wow. So you have to look at it. You have to smell it. You have to touch it. And the way we do with the, the touch is like it goes up their arm, on their face, it, then to the lips, then on the tongue. And then we can see if we will take a small bite of it and be okay with it. So what you're saying is, in this instance, it's okay to play with your food. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It is okay it to is play okay. with We want you to be messy. Yeah. So, yes. That's cool. Yeah. I never thought I'd get to say that out loud. <laughs> you know, I have that texture. I do not like steak whatsoever. And I'm just wondering, maybe back then, or, or tea. I didn't like the smell of iced tea. I'm, I'm a weird. I'm weird. <laughs> but I do understand that texture mm-hmm. thing. So hearing this as an adult, I'm thinking a mother probably needs to say, hmm, I may have this same thing. Have I passed it on to my children? Right. Mm-hmm. And let's get control of it before they get too old, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're talking more like the infants. When you said you go to 18, so what kind of issues you may have when you have a teenager? come in or maybe that tween stage some of the patients we have seen um, we have brain injury if they have brain injury we we target cognitive um, and that's memory that's retaining information that's organization we have kids with autism that are older we we teach them to be social um, to get a job you know how do you do an interview so for the older kids, it's a lot of language. It's a lot of mm-hmm. social interaction. And some we do um, cognitive. It's very broad. So we do, I, I'm just thinking back, uh, the patients that I've had, like I've done a social group and, you know, teaching kids to have eye contact, sure. ask questions, go to the fast food restaurant. What do you do? So those life functional skills that we all have, teaching them, giving them the confidence they need. 
See, the, that is something that most, well, I'd say 99% of humans do not realize that's out there, that a speech pathologist could do this. Yeah. And that that comes under therapy, speech therapy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Will, what about you? Did I have you no realize clue. that? <laughs> no clue this is a thing. It's incredible. It is incredible. Yeah. yeah. And in today's world, is with all the social media going on, it's probably better to start these children earlier. Mm-hmm. It is. And understand the more social outside of mm-hmm. the Facebook, the Instagrams, mm-hmm. all of that, mm-hmm. the TikTok, everything that's going on in the world. <laughs> so do doctors recognize this and send the referrals? Or is it something that parents should be talking to their physician and have them refer over to you yes um, a lot of the times parents will go to the doctor and say i have concerns and and the doctor will make the referral and and they can put speech therapy or social you know social therapy and we can we can do group to target that so molly you're you're semi-fresh out of speech <laughs> yes. college what are you seeing and what's been a lot of your interest now that you've started with us It really is the feeding aspect with the infants. We have had a huge number of infants come in with sensory feeding, picky eaters, and that's kind of where my heart is right now. Um, Mm -hmm. I enjoy that and teaching the parent. And when the parent sees a technique work and their their face lights up, that's, that's amazing. That's my area of interest right now. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. That is good to know because I, I know in this community uh, there is a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And knowing that you love that and specializing, that makes people mm-hmm. out here listening know she's got a love for this. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. That's, that is a goal that every parent wants to someone that wants to love mm-hmm. my child and get them better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. We also do communication devices. Mm-hmm. patients or kids that are nonverbal. Uh, sometimes we'll get children with a neurological disorder or autism, and they're not saying a word. Mm-hmm. And the only way they're communicating is through gestures or grabbing somebody's hand or, or yelling or screaming or doing something to get their attention. We do assessments for a communication device for the children to communicate appropriately. And, and a lot of times once we do those communication devices, they have their voice. That is their talker. And the behavior, sometimes their behaviors are so high, they will decrease. And a lot of times with communication devices, we do see an increase of them saying words. Um, it actually encourages more mm-hmm. communication. So what exactly is a communication device? Like is when I hear device, I'm like, oh, a phone, a tablet. Do you mean something similar to that? It, or do it you is. Mean, okay. It, it looks like an iPad. Okay. And the iPad, it's an app, mm-hmm. a program, and it has all the words you can think of in the English language wow. at your fingertips. Now, when we start with our kids, we can start as young as two years old. Okay. And they just have two buttons mm-hmm. to push. More, all done. And getting them to communicate with us. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So it's like a modern day speaking spell. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great way to put that. Yeah. We can create a program for them to go to Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. and use those buttons and order a Chick-fil-A sandwich with waffle fries and sweet tea. See, that is amazing to hear and try to understand because as... A parent is sitting here listening, and they're thinking, that's my child. There's help for it. And most people don't realize that, 
that you guys, when you hear speech, like I said, it's what's coming out of your mouth and thinking you can mm. correct everybody's speech. There are some that is not going to be able to speak, but there are adaptive equipment, mm-hmm. and you guys are able to take care mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want you're listening out there. I want you to know that they go beyond just taking care of your child. They're also finding the equipment. They're also working with the parents to help you make life better for you and your child. That's what I love about our Sports Plus team. We <laughs> really go beyond just our jobs. Do you have another example of something while we're talking that you want the public to know what we can do? We don't want to, we want to make sure we cover everything mm-hmm. while I have you guys here. The importance of like early intervention mm-hmm. and for a child developmentally, getting those signs early and you can, a parent can always get an evaluation And we can always rule it out. Mm -hmm. But we have seen the earlier we detect it, the easier it is for the child by the time they get to kindergarten. So the importance of early intervention, it's it's crucial. It's vital. Um, There has been research to stay in the long run. It it makes an impact, Mm -hmm. especially with their speech and language. One thing I want everyone to realize is that with our pediatrics, you guys work as a team as well with the OT and PT, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. So it can be separate speech, but if mm-hmm. you recognize, you guys maybe recognize a motor skill that's mm-hmm. not happening that's mm-hmm. outside y'all's range mm-hmm. for either OT and PT, correct? Correct. Because that's one thing I love about our Sports Plus Stylersburg. We're full service for adults and children, and that we have a team approach to mm-hmm. help help that family to make sure their child is striving Mm -hmm. to do the very best. Mm -hmm. And we do work a lot with our PTs and OTs. Sometimes our PTs get, they get more words out (laughs) than than we do when we have that speech (laughs) therapy session. Mm -hmm. Um, So we do, you know, hey, this really worked. Why don't y'all try this? We do a lot of feedback Mm -hmm. and everybody is on the same page. And also PTs and OTs are great with positioning. That's right, with feeding. With feeding. Some of our pediatrics, our kiddos have low, a weak muscle tone. Mm -hmm. And and what is a position that's appropriate for them? So they they do a very good job of helping us and and us with them as well. Well, this has been a really great conversation. Uh, If, say I'm a parent that lives in Dyersburg and I want to call and ask more questions, uh, what's the number I can call? Um, 731-286-1115. Okay. In the description of this podcast, there will be a link to Sports Plus Dyersburg's page on the West Tennessee Healthcare website. So if you have more questions, you can click that link and you can find out more information. You guys are doing great work here in Dyersburg and it's a better town because of you guys. So thank you guys so much for listening. And this has been another episode of We Talk Health. We have 14 convenient locations to serve you, so if you're experiencing any type of pain or if you just have a simple question, you'd like to give us a call, you can call us at 800-427-0957. We have five in Madison County. That would be our Sports Plus North, South, our Sports Plus Aqua Therapies, Lift Therapy, and Work Plus Rehab. Uh, Yes, Lift Therapy is part of our Sports Plus, so keep that in mind as well. If you also are living outside of the Jackson area, we have Sports Plus Alamo, Brownsville, Dyersburg, Henderson, Humboldt, Lexington, Medina, Milan, and Trenton. So if you are living in West Tennessee, we have 14 convenient locations for you.